<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? I know I always say it, but I this one's awesome. This one was awesome. I feel like it was even maybe a little longer than usual. 90 minutes. Yeah, we usually okay. do about an hour. Yeah. It was incredible. I loved it. Um, let's get to it as quickly as possible. July 12th is the next Living at Largo. But any month you're listening to this, I do a live monthly stand-up show at Largo. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. Swallow. <laughs> and if you enjoy this pod, why not show some support? Uh, by trying a Pete's Pick. Like our friends at Ritual. Ritual makes my favorite mail-order multivitamin. It comes in the mail. I take it every single day. I love it because I can take it on an empty stomach and it doesn't upset my stomach because these pills that they make are time-released, so they wait until they get into your lower intestine before they break down. I do intermittent fasting, so that is super important for me to take a vitamin that not only doesn't affect my fast, but won't make me feel sick because sometimes vitamins on an empty stomach will make you feel sick. It's also the only multivitamin I've ever, ever taken that doesn't make my pee look like predator blood. It doesn't like give you highlighter pee. They also make Symbiotic Plus, which is the world's best, in my opinion, prebiotic. It's got prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus is really a three in one probiotic. Gut health is so, so, so important, not only for digestion, not only for elimination, but also they're saying there's more and more data that says our gut is basically like a second brain. So I take my gut health super, super seriously. And I'm so glad that Ritual is making one now because the Symbiotic Plus is not only the best one that I've ever taken, but it doesn't gunk up the works. There's a few uh, pre, post, and uh, probiotics that I've taken in the past that shut the whole system down. Uh, Symbiotic Plus, in my experience, gets everything working just right in a single nested minty capsule. That's one daily capsule that you do not need to refrigerate, which I think is so incredible. Uh, it's designed to thrive. It's a delayed release capsule designed to help reach the colon, not the stomach, which is the ideal place for probiotics to survive and throw uh, and grow. Excuse me. They're designed with moisture controlled bottle technology to protect the probiotic strains, which means you don't have to keep them in the fridge. In fact, a lot of the probiotics that you see that are in the refrigerated section in the grocery store, the reason they're in the fridge is because they're too fragile to survive any condition. So I, they're not going to make it home, is what I'm saying. You want ones that you can keep in the cupboard. So Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to help celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no shame in your gut game, and that's why Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com weird to start your ritual today or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today, just like Val and I have they have the most, two of the world's most studied strains with over 350 publications of human clinical trials. These are the best uh, probiotics that I've ever found. Give them a try. Show your support of this podcast. I get into it. Also, we are brought to us by our friends at Living Libations. You guys know this. We are a Living Libations family, the Holmes Cheney family, the household. I've been for many years very careful about what I put in my body when it comes to what I eat and what I drink, but I noticed I wasn't being very careful about what I put on my body. I was buying shaving creams and face washes that I thought were fancy and good because I bought them at a mall kiosk and they had a French name and they were expensive, but of course these chemicals are made by corporations that don't give a shit about you and they're filled with toxicity levels and chemicals that are linked to disease. These things were never intended for the human body and of course 
course, what you put on your body gets into your body. I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients, and I, of course, now want my skin care to be the same. Enter Living Libations. They've completely rehauled every product. This is a great way to support the show, by the way. If you have something that you use every day, I promise you Living Libations has a high-end and natural replacement for the random chemical nightmare you may be buying at the pharmacy. For example, every morning, Lilo, before she goes to preschool, we cover her in sunscreen. A lot of sunscreens that you see even on Amazon or whatever that say they're natural, they're not. They're just doing slightly better than the more chemically ones. But if you want a truly, truly natural zinc-based sunscreen that you can feel good about slathering on your baby's sensitive skin every day, get the Love the Sun sunscreen from Living Libations. If you want to do what I do, I'd use their ginger exfoliating scrub, which is not only made with ingredients that I recognize as natural and real, but is also the most badass exfoliant I've ever used in my life, made with plants and oils and extracts that I recognize. And Zen Shave is what I use to shave. It's a shaving balm that is so clean and so pure that you can actually use a dab of it to rub on your skin as aftershave afterwards. That's how clean and pure and great it is. And at night, both Val and I put the best skin ever moisturizer on our skin. Smells great, gets your skin feeling great, keeps your skin looking great before bed. But this is a great way to support the show. Like I said, whether you need something big or something small, just go to livinglibations.com and use promo code. This is different every month. So it's We Love Weird. The first letter is capital. We capital, love capital, weird capital. Uh, You'll get 15% off anything you find on that website and show your support of the show and do your body, your teeth, your hair, your skin, your eyes, do them all a favor while showing some support. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Living Libations. And we're back. All right, everybody, enjoy. We made it weird, number 94. 94, we're almost to 100. Wow. I love the Like, we did it first thing in the morning. I'm so glad we did. Uh, And enjoy. I hope you enjoy it and get as much out of it as I did. Me too. I hope that as well. Go ahead and just get into it. Screensaver. And turn these. Let me, let me go ahead and turn these mics up. <laughs> slash, read on. <laughs> I always said it. <laughs> let me turn these mics. Up, I always read, read on. Okay, read. let me try to say it this way. Whenever <clears throat> I see, you know, parentheses read. Yes. On, yes. I always read it red. 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 Read red. <laughs> Oh my god. It broke my noodle right up right up right off the top of the noodle. So like if I were reading I'm gonna have a tiny sip of this coffee. Of this tiny I announce coffee. You. I announce it. Oh, I have something to say about this tiny coffee. Yeah. I wrote it down. Because you were taking your sweet time. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm actually just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but this it pot, is 99, Okay, shut 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 like the weirdest episode. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Everyone's like, "Oh Everyone's my like, wow, god. Wow, something drastically happened since last week. Pete and Bell mm. are not okay." I uh well, I don't feel that way, but a lot of our podcasts do start with me in here. Yes. And I wait for you, and and it's okay. No, but I want to talk about that. And you know what? Like a guy who's on the edge, I'm twitching, and it's and, okay. And it's okay. And it I, actually I is it. okay. I took a moment, and I, I that's when I thought I'm going to talk about this tiny coffee. Okay, so I mm-hmm. this it, <laughs> this is how most podcasts start. You're correct. And what happens is we we're like, are we going to podcast? And we're like, yeah. 
and then I'm kind of getting things ready and you go, all right, let's do it. And you go outside like and I, I go outside like you go outside to the back house like you're just like, OK, you like decide and it's time. And Have we talked it. about this before? Because that is also my approach to sexual intercourse. Yes. It's like <clears throat> we've decided and we're doing it now. And I'm like kind of in the middle of doing something. And I think. It's I'm a skydiver a, approach. I have like a rebellion <laughs> because I actually love, for some reason, mm. and we've never talked about this, mm. I love that you're in here waiting for me. And there is a part of me that wants to like make it last a little bit. Like okay. it's almost. <laughs> okay. I, I, I love it. I, I love this. I don't know exactly why except why. for. There might be this rebellious spirit of like, you decided, all right, we're going. And like, and then there's a little part of me that's like, I'll go when I'm good and ready. <laughs> yeah, I see. But I also do have stuff to do. I'm not just sitting there. No, no, no. I'm don't, just finishing don't, my don't things. Don't change the sub to something less. That I mean, that is very interesting, what you're telling me. I, I don't really secret... understand it. Well, that's why I think it bears discussion. Because mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I completely understand I think like so much of life is these micro uh, arrangements mm. or negotiations of, I don't even like to think of us, of us this way because I don't think we think of ourselves this way, but it's like power, <laughs> right? Yeah. What? I don't even like to think of us this way because I don't think we think of ourselves this way. It was just a great little riddle. <laughs> but meaning I don't, in my first marriage, <laughs> Spit her name what? out your mouth. <laughs> Spit her name. Sorry. <laughs> I'm very chill, but like punctuated. Yeah. I am very chill. We're doing this first thing in the morning, and mm-hmm. I really want to talk about mornings. <laughs> I cannot wait I really, to talk about look, mornings. I wrote it down. First thing, mornings. Mornings. We have mornings. Don't. Okay. You can. No, refinement. It's okay. I can't even really read that. I was going to say retirement. Oh, yeah. Refinement. Law of at. Okay. I know what that is. I know what that and one is. Rupert CD. CD. Story. Yeah. Story. Oh, I it's love a little that. story. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did when I was waiting for your slow candy ass. <laughs> no. Yeah. But we don't, in my first marriage, we always used to talk about, oh, God, this makes me sick. It's like there will be blood where he goes, if I saw that house, I think it would make me sick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like when you see your old life. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not what he means. But anyway, uh, we used to talk about how the key to our relationship being so successful was that neither of us wore the pants. And I was like, that's oh. the key. No pants. That was like one of my jokes. Cute. Eh, it is. But it's just, it's saccharine to me and it just sort of makes me feel queasy. Yeah, I get it. Because there were pants. Like, if I could go back, I'd be like... Yes, but there are pants. And really, the reality is my mother is wearing a good por- portion, <laughs> portion of those, of those pants. pants. Yeah. Like, like that, put that no pants theory. It's like the movie The Master, right? Everybody mm. has a master is, is the point of the movie The Master. Mm. Uh, oh, I just got that. <laughs> did you? Yeah. And except Freddie, who's, who's the vagabond. Yeah. Freddie's sort of his own master, but... The master has his wife and the wife has the cause. And I can't really break it down. But the point is nobody doesn't serve somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you think in your relationship, nobody's wearing the pants, chances are they're just being co-opted by your mom or like, mm. or by me. Like, I think I probably was kind of quietly wearing the like pants. Passive aggressively. Well, we moved to Chicago. 
Yeah. That smells like motherfucking pants, man. She didn't want to move to Chicago. Then we moved to New York. That yeah. smells like motherfucking pants, man. She didn't want to move to New York. <laughs> and then she had an affair. I mean, that's how badly... Mm. I'm not shitting on her. That's how badly she didn't want to be doing what we were doing. Mm. That's pants. Mm-hmm. And, and power isn't nasty. It, it, it should be appreciated that there are winds there's differing winds in a relationship it's like a climate Mm -hmm. and the wind is moving in different ways just like on earth and occasionally if if two i'm going to say strands of wind get on the same page and blow in the same direction that's really powerful and that's what that's what it is when two minds come together or a relationship comes together Mm. and decides to (laughs) blow in the same direction (laughs) but uh to ignore power is really a way to let it just be right. unconscious it's, it's a way of so in our relationship yeah i like that you shared that because if you thought that i was some sort of pants wearing mastermind of the relationship i don't think you would have been necessarily comfortable to share that to be like i know you run in here and i kind of like to mess with you or whatever like that's funny that, yeah that sounds yeah. like a nice little pants ref yeah yeah well i yeah the the I think I can't, I'm just, you're helping me wonder, I mean, think of like exactly, because I would have liked the idea of like no pants, but really it's like we both wear pants. We, and and there are times where That's there's exactly my point. some people, so we were kind of going more with your current and there are times where we're going more with my current and That's you just precise sort of this. I don't know if I can look at this. This I is know, too I'm mesmerizing. Try, it, oh, screensaver went on. Um, Valerie, I completely hear you. And this is something that Richard's been talking about. Did I already talk about this on the podcast? That like pop culture and Western society just thinks love is a good feeling. Oh, you might have, but I, let's hear it again. Wait, oh. <laughs> but we, we think it's, it just means feeling good. And I certainly do uh, not feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and many times in my life have agreed with that. And, and you and I aren't sure I don't think modern society is sure to what degree like sacrifice and putting someone else's needs ahead of yours mm. is still in the picture. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, like I know I sound like an old man right now. I really think our, maybe our grandparents or maybe our parents, I don't know about our parents, but our grandparents certainly potentially in our view overdid it. Yeah. The whole, like you made a commitment and it's like, yeah, he just threw a plate at your face or whatever, or you threw a plate at his face. Or you hate each other. It's like, yeah, yeah, but we made a commitment to the community and to God and and you got to stick to it. And there's good times and bad times. And I'm like, your good times are like 10 times worse than our bad times. Like, yeah. But like, or like love is a choice. I hate love as a choice. I kind of hate love as a choice, you guys. And I I bet there are people who are listening that are making that choice. Yeah. Who really feel that. But that's my question. Like how much of it is where you go like, look, it's rough right now. But like I'm putting their needs and also the relationship as its own thing ahead of my comfort right now. I, I, I just, I don't know really because we haven't really gone through like a dark, we haven't gone through a dark period where we're like, are we going to make it? You know, whereas like most of my friends who have been together nine years, like we have, they've gone through that multiple times. Yeah. But to me, it just, it always feels like 
how I feel about Leela, where it's like, even if it is hard for a moment, you're like, it's hard. And of course, there's like nowhere else on earth that I would rather be. Well, it's funny. Like, we should all be so lucky to be so in love. That yeah. that's, that's, that seems like a, almost like a fable kind of thing. Like the, the so enamored person that will, because they're so enamored, yeah. will suffer and will put their needs ahead of them and all that. I just yeah. like, we don't have that. Like we don't have postponing gratification and in we don't have western society yeah yeah and modern society like yeah. even we were watching the julia child uh documentary last night and even the fact that they like wrote letters <laughs> like I she know. wrote her first cookbook by mail and yeah. it took 12 years yeah. and i was like that's like some old testament stuff right there like I'll, I w- I'd like to marry your daughter. And it's like, well, work for me for seven years. And then yeah. and then Jacob did it. And then he said, seven more. Like, I, I feel like so much of life was like that. Yeah. And, and they even- had less time. They were living shortly. You are shorter. so right. It's wild. You're going to have a good three years with her when this is done. <laughs> and it was worth it. And you know what? It was worth it, Jacob. <laughs> but even email. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of takes us into my morning's talk. Is I, mm. I decided, I was like, I'm not going to check my email. I hate mm. checking my email. Mm. I, 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 and look, I have emails I have to reply to, mm-hmm. but I'm going real, uh, I'm going deathbed today. Meaning, not going to do it. Like, meaning if, if I were on deathbed. my deathbed, I'd be like, eh. you know, you know, when you have a day get away from you, like you have the flu or, yeah. or like something goes goofy. Why can't that just happen? Because I'm saying it's happening. Like, I know. <laughs> whenever I a podcast cancels and I'm like, I should just take the next two or three hours off. Yeah. Because that's what I would have been doing. But no, back at that, uh, just the rat pushing the button. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much of our, our lives that's just the rat pushing the button. Because what if my, I can even feel it in my belly, really on the, on the top of my belly, mm. uh, just like. Like if my belly was a globe, the sun is rising in the north. It just illuminates the top. Mm. And I feel the hope that maybe there's an email. Like I sent a script to HBO Max. Maybe the email is in there that says, Pete, this is the best script we've ever read. Are you available to talk today? Oh, yeah. That that email. Yeah. Valerie, this is compassion we can extend to ourselves, meaning I'm extending it to myself. Of course you want to look yeah. every five fucking minutes. Of course. Because it maybe is, that's in there. It's, it's a not. Do- no. <laughs> I will bet a large, just not that that's not the wording, but it's not in there. What were you going to say, baby? It, it's a dopamine hit. And that's exactly what rat it feels like. It feels exactly like a rat pushing a button. And I do it all day where I check Instagram and see if I have any like messages or whatever, it, any sort of red notification. Yeah. And then if I don't, I check an email and I really don't have a lot of exciting emails that could come in. I just look because I have so much garbage in my email. I'm very bad at unsubscribing to things. And I just look for any sort of email that like. You know, if you market a spam, Gmail will ask you, do you want to unsubscribe? Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I, I don't know. So if you I guys could do that to, to eat, eat. If I like, could I select all and not select all, but could I select them? That's a good question. That that's mm. an experiment you're going to have to run yourself. All my right. my <laughs> feeling is no. Yeah. Uh, but you can't do it. Well, anyway, I so yesterday I got an email that was, or I got two emails. One was for like Leela's summer camp, 
and then the other one was for uh, people who are helping us move, like organizers who are helping us move. And those were you mean two, the go to girls, the go to girls, the best Los in Angeles the business. County's premier. They're wonderful. They're fantastic. I you guys- like having them in my house. And I don't mean that I don't like having people in my house, but strangers in your house. Yeah. And like really not not your favorite. It's like two friends. They are the sweetest. (laughs) Sweet friends are there. Sweetest couple. And they will do anything like they really the name is really perfect because it's like, yes, they're organizers. But also, did you need packing and unpacking? And did you also need a light fixture hung? And did you also need uh, art hung? Like they'll do everything. They're go to. They're so great. Anyway, um, that out. Check them out. Yeah. <laughs> no, not check out. Check edit them out. out and then edit that out. Edit that out and uh, then check it out. But the like the dopamine hits I got just from those two emails, it was ridiculous. I'm just looking for what? Like, what is it? I just want some acknowledgement that I exist or something. Like, it really is. I think it's cheaper. Not Not you, my love. I don't know, though. I think the rat in the cage thing is a little disturbing to me. Yeah. It's just one of the things technology has shown us. And we're talking to somebody who ordered a sneaky pizza a sneaky pizza last night. You sure did. Um, meaning I had eaten dinner. Mm-hmm. I do intermittent. <laughs> <laughs> I do intermittent fast. When I'm not eating pizza. Sorry, at I'm 9 having PM. a Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> when I'm not when I'm not eating pizza at nine PM, I'm intermittent fasting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do intermittent fasting. I do 16 on, 8 off. <laughs> you are, like, you really are just, like, a type of funny that, like, just, it's like you're reading your favorite book and you realize two pages are stuck together and you go, there's, there's, that would be f- one, two, two more pages to this book that I didn't know existed. That, that feeling, Aww. it's like, it's a discovery of fun. Aww, I guess I love it. what I mean is like a lot of my friends are funny in a surprising way, but not in the pages stuck together way. Oh, that's really nice. I, that's my favorite kind of funny is when somebody that I know really well surprises me with something that they say that's yeah, that's what makes me, me laugh you, yeah you really surprise me and yeah. it's never like not to put down comedians but we're always like and then there's jizz like that's <laughs> the, like that's like what like what me and my friends are always because we love actually the license like we can say anything so you'd be like and then reference tragedy and then reference canceled celebrity and then you know that whatever is, you want to do like we we just can't get enough of just like trying to shock each other that's so funny because you made a reference to pages being stuck together and it didn't even occur to me to make a jizz joke oh i didn't mean i know jizz. i know you didn't mean that i'm just saying I'm, i th- i meant they were to, so thin like butterfly wings yes no i like knew magic. what you meant i'm just saying to prove your point there was even an opportunity for me to make a jizz joke. Yeah, that's I right. Didn't. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't want to share what I was going to say. Let's just say there were jizz. There was jizz. <laughs> Let's just say there will be jizz. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. So there were pornographic magazines that were sort of communal in high school. Like people had them uh, and sometimes there would be jizz on them. Of course. I know. But like jizzing on something, I'm speaking as this is somebody who's tried jizzing on things like a magazine. <laughs> My God! Uh, oh no! <laughs> Who's tried? Every te- teenagers are narsty barsties. Yeah, especially boys. I didn't mean girls. 
I meant teenage boys. Anyway, I'm full of shame. I, I, I'm not full of shame. No. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with shame. Weren't you talking about that? No. What were we watching? It was Joe Dispenza. Yeah. He was like, when you get up in the morning, we're back to mornings. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you get up in the morning, say like, I'm going to be the best version of myself this mor- today. Mm. And that is like, we've talked about priming before, mm-hmm. but those first thoughts, I've been doing this. I say, yes, thank you out loud every morning, mm-hmm. first thing. Mm-hmm. And it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I really think like the way you're laying the track for your Hot Wheels you're, you're that orange track. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing in the morning. And it's really magical and powerful. And if, and if you come at it... And he says, I'm done, with, I'm done with this shame. Like, I'm done with it. Yeah. Like, fucking get out of here. And I'm done with this fear. And I was having that last night because I ate late at night. And it wasn't that late. I stopped by nine. And then I'm, I'm fasting now. All right? Mm-hmm. All right, Joe? I think Joe is Joe Rogan is watching me fast. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Joe Dispenza. I was like, he doesn't care. Oh right, I'm more of a Joe Dispenza than a Joe Rogan. <laughs> that honest. really does describe you. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but because I ate late, I had you, you're just attacked by all these. You, you just I, it was regular pizza too. It was not vegan pizza. And if I'm being honest, I had a couple chicken wings, and I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I'm a terrible vegan sometimes. Once or twice a year, I will just get a direct order that says eat chicken wings. And it's because I want to hear what you have to say, Mm -hmm. but I'm feeling guilt and I have to let it all out. Well, you know what I'm about to say is to I know, but I I really believe it's beautiful to be vegan and I don't want to let down my vegan friends listening or whoever, whoever this phantom is. Yeah. But I think it's because when I was a kid, and this is what makes talking about food so tricky... Like pizza and wings was just it. It was mm. it meant you're the birthday boy. <laughs> and yeah. I and last night you mentioned I spent the whole day trying to book the podcast, mm-hmm. which isn't usually usually stressful. And I had done all these like things I didn't want to do. Like mm-hmm. I worked out. I couldn't wait to say that. I meditated. <laughs> I love doing this list. I booked the <laughs> podcast. I took care of all this stuff. And then I was just like, you're the birthday boy. I had to do it. And I think I was actually hungry. This is a snooze. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I don't think the problem is that you occasionally eat chicken. I feel like it is your own, yeah, guilt around it that you're like. It's Christian shame. Yeah, that you're, and there's probably even a part of that that makes the chicken appealing. Oh, for sure. It's coming on a magazine is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same Valerie, you're the queen. <laughs> we need to talk about this is why I, I firmly believe this podcast matters and there is meeting conversations like this matters. It doesn't have to be this podcast, but people are meeting in a Ruby Tuesdays in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and having chats like this as well. And that's beautiful. And we need to be talking about we talk about it all the time, the empathy perverse, the need to do something that like is off menu. Yeah. Something strange. For me, it's eating chicken wings. I'm, 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 I suppose I'm lucky. For Dexter, it's murdering people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think I, Dexter's a documentary. Well, I also wonder if there's, you know, we get so rigid as a protective me- measure. Like our thinking minds want to be as rigid as possible, meaning it's, it's, we have ways that we, 
we're black and white. We have things that we do, things that we don't do. This is good. This is bad. You're good if you do this. You're bad if you do that. Mm. And and we have our little rules and we follow our little rules. And then and that just isn't life. Like the nature of life is flow. Any sort of rigidity is unnatural. So it's like there is a part of us that knows that. And we're like, fuck the rules. (laughs) I... First of all, I love what you're saying. I often think about Leela arriving here, and we all arrived here. And this is a DMT trip. Like, I've never smoked an N-DMT, but that, that's the one where you go into, like, the black neon, like, mm-hmm. it's indescribable other reality. And entities are always there trying to, like, calm you down and welcome you. They, mm-hmm. you know, people have, your results may vary. But mm-hmm. from what I've seen, trip reports, people are like, there's almost always, like, aliens that come out like five dimensional beings that want to like acclimate you to that environment. They're real They're. It's usually that they're very happy that you're there Yeah. and they really can't wait for you to show to, they really can't wait to show you around. Right. Which I always just think is significant because we already went through that. Like that's what Leela went through when she was born. That's well, what we went through when we were born. Yes. These weird looking things came out and we we're now, like you're here we love you look a feather a feather <laughs> that's right and when you consider that when again i've never smoked it and i don't i'm not sure i ever will i have a feeling i might but i'm not, i'm i'm still on the fence I'm, mm-hmm. these days i'm leaning no yeah um but when you do it again trip reports terence mckenna reports there's a feeling of a contraction around you, birth canal, mm. and a shooting out. Like wow, there, there's a feeling of being. You just have a born. birth experience. You have again. a birth experience, yeah, and exactly. like a first year of life experience. It seems, or first. Well, some days. people have. That's there's a. I don't want to get into the reasons I don't want to do it, but like, it is an eternal. Like, it's a timeless experience, mm. meaning like. It, it's short, but it's also like I had an entire life or yeah. whatever it may be. And, you know, there's it could go any way. That's really mm-hmm. the thing. Just like coming into this world. Yeah. It can come. It can go any way. Mm-hmm. And I like to think my feeling is there is like an election to come here. Like mm-hmm. I feel like is this is this is all I don't know if this is like literally true, but it feels true to me that we had work to do, and we elected the Earth program. We went Mm -hmm. to Earth. And that's to me what the Garden of Eden is about, is like we chose to eat the apple. Mm -hmm. We were in the garden. We chose to eat the apple because we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then we were kicked out of the garden, out of oneness, into this, because we wanted to. Mm -hmm. We wanted all of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Any who's a woozle. What was I saying? Uh, Oh, DMT. Okay. So Leela shows up here. She has a birth experience mm-hmm. and she is, she doesn't even know that she's not the table. Yeah. She's just awareness and it takes her a while mm-hmm. to figure out that she's in a body. Mm-hmm. She's, she just, she came in my mythology, she came from a place of oneness and then she went into a place of separateness mm-hmm. and it actually took her a while to figure out that the other things were treating her as a separate thing. Mm-hmm. And by the time she's about seven, she'll have no memory of even thinking she was everything Mm -hmm. she'll just be leela in her body this is how it goes this is why they baptize in the catholic church around that age because that's when the separation kind of really sinks in and you can see it in kids that age and you can see the the unitive consciousness in kids that are under seven not to say that there aren't exceptions to this 
But anyway, when I start believing the shit, the rules Mm -hmm. of this, I think of it as like putting every paint color on one of those palettes that the guy with the afro holds. What's his name? Bob? Uh, Yeah, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Every there's like all these dollops of color and you just smear it once, not into yeah. a mush, but you smear it once. So there's just a smear. And let's say that's now a river, just a river mm-hmm. of every color of paint. Now let's say it's a whirlpool and it's moving like that. That's reality. Mm. And then eventually I've been in that whirlpool long enough that I go like, nope, this is my belt. These are my pants. These are my shoes. Mm. And I am a vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not saying... There's aren't beautiful things we can do in this whirlpool, but like, don't forget, like it's, it's this, it's as real and as unreal as a DMT trip. And it's as strange. Don't forget how strange it is and how flowy it is. Did, 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 that, did I stick the landing on that point? I'm just saying so. it's weird to be in a whirlpool of every color in a place that took me seven years to acclimate to. And then it's a strange choice. Now that I have my footing in this strange swarm of molecules it's a weird choice for me to be like i feel bad that i ate chicken right like it's a it's it's one of the things you can have that trip if you want yeah or you can go like yeah man these things are fucking weird i had a conversation with my mom i'm stressed about booking the podcast and i have this i have countless memories of eating this stuff on my birthday and i just wanted a treat yes like that compassion is going that that's it compassion Yep. Is the recognition that we are in a very strange situation and yeah. it's all, and therefore it's okay. It's okay. You're, and you're yeah. not the first and you're not the last. Right. Compassion. I'm it, sorry, Val, we're out of time. too rude no it was really great (laughs) (laughs) um well compassion is the antidote to everything to suffering it really is but it it really is this like you know what's compassion to me is like it's okay i'm sure you had your reasons Mm. you know like being like it doesn't mean that we everything you do is okay but it's like that didn't come because you just were born bad and you're a rotten egg and like these things that we tell ourselves right or that wasn't me which we've been talking or that wasn't me that wasn't something came over me and it wasn't me yeah motherfucker it was me pete wanted to eat chicken yeah it's okay yeah and by the way this the reason we're using this benign example is because i think it applies to other things losing your temper or whatever it might be yeah absolutely and the the f- this is something my therapist always says well two things one is she's always talking about like how we're we are so braced against life we don't even realize mm. we're just walking around braced against life like guarded guarding our hearts or or hyper vigilant and and trying to get like your because your thinking mind is always trying to be like one step ahead so that it doesn't get surprised. So then you're just never actually like in the present moment. And it's trying to always make a plan and organize and it gets very, very rigid. And like obviously the opposite of that is just being in your body, flowing mm. with nature, kind of observing life with a friendly curiosity. Oh, wow. It's so interesting. Like 
had this desire for chicken and I and I gave into it and here we are. And that's something that happened as opposed to like, well, which category does this fit in? Like mm-hmm. what what little notch do I put this color marble in? Mm. You know, like mm. that's what our brains are just up there doing the entire time. It's just like putting the little like a Montessori school, putting the little beans yep. in different categories. Yes. And and like, you know, when you're in your body, it because your body is so natural, natural meaning like of this earth, it it obeys the laws of nature like everything it's like yeah we got a season of this this morning last yesterday we had a conversation about intrusive thoughts i was hoping you would talk about the eckhart tolle thing you told me oh yeah um what were you gonna say though we well we had a conversation of like intrusive thoughts like having just like the worst kinds of thoughts about um, you know, just Being the worst parent. kinds of things. The worst nightmare you can have as a, as a parent isn't that something else goes wrong. It's that you do something wrong. Yeah. It's and like, and yeah. when I was postpartum, I mean, I will share just in case anybody went through this. I had just a touch of postpartum OCD, which is where you have intrusive thoughts about like horrible things happening to your child. Mm. And I had I only had it every once in a while, but. And I would have like, what if I black out and then I like come to you and I've done something bad? This is this is a powerful realization and a beautiful. That's that's what I was saying too. I had that the other night. Mm-hmm. I had a dream where I wasn't helping Leela. It, it, it was too disturbing to talk about. Yeah. But I think it's important to talk about because this is part of parenting. It's like yeah. And I and you feel guilty. I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like three in the morning, and I just went and checked on her. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. Yeah, it's one of those moments where it was like almost worth it, just for the sweetness of like getting up. And mm-hmm. we always call Lila the celebrity. It's like there's this celebrity sleeping. Yeah, it's I like know. it's like wow. It's it's a million Tom Cruises. It's better than Tom Cruises. Like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's a, it, there's no amount of Tom Cruises that's equal no. to the Lila. <laughs> and you go in and, and you just put your hands on her, and she moves, and you're just like, oh, this moment's so precious. And it was born of suffering. Mm-hmm. But then when I was telling you about it, mm-hmm. first of all, I said to you, I, I kept it very mild, but the, the dream itself was mild. It was more the feeling of the dream. But I was like, by rights, I think you could have been like mad at me mm. for sharing it. Mm-hmm. I've had relationships like that. Mm-hmm. The like, why would you even tell me that relationship? Mm-hmm. Or the like, oh. now I don't trust you relationship. Oh, and I mentioned God. that in some that I've been in it's like they would passive aggressively a few months later maybe be like I had a dream that you did something to Leela like that's how they would say oh, I don't God. trust you oh, or whatever God. I know but you were like it was like taking one of your mindfulness classes <laughs> you were like you told me about in- intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. you told me about how you've had that so mm-hmm. immediately I just all my shame went away mm. and then you were like and Eckhart Tolle, and I've heard this before. God, it's hard to find something I haven't heard before. Yeah. But when it sinks in, when it gets past that that epidermis and gets yeah. into your blood, yeah. is really, and it happens over and over, when a spiritual teaching gets into you, and you were like, Eckhart Tolle says, you don't think... Thinking happens. Thinking happens to, to you. you. And I was and, like... And your thoughts are not personal. 
they're like radio frequencies that you pick up on. Right. So it's like kind of like thoughts just kind of come in and out. It's not you. It's not who you are. Well, the reason I had the dream and the dream wasn't this, but I had been getting stoned and watching. I like watching people on YouTube play the video game Hitman perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) And by perfectly, I don't mean running for all you YouTubers making Hitman videos. Don't run through the level. Do it cinematic. Mm. Walk through the level. Mm-hmm. Suit only. <laughs> Silent assassin. And I want to see you do it like it's a movie. And I, I really like it. Hitman, I already told you this, Val. It's a game where you're, you're, you're a hitman, obviously. But there's something very really like hide and seek about it. It's very mm-hmm. cozy mm-hmm. and a little bit snowed in. So it like helps me relax in this weird way. Yeah. But in my dreams, then I start having this like hitman dream, which led to the disturbing dream. Your dream is just like dealing with these images, and I'm not anti these. We have to deal with death, yeah. and we have to, uh, you know, exercise those those fears and that. Like I, I don't say I'm not saying like let's deny it, but like it gets death in the mix. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned that like your dreams aren't personal, yeah, and if you're before bed watching those videos, yeah, of course it's in there. Yeah. So like, relax. Yeah, like you're seeing. You're seeing so much death. I was even saying, and this is not anti-meat, I think we'd be doing better as a society if those who ate meat did the killing. And that Mm. sounds like I'm saying, fuck you, you want to eat meat, you kill it. I'm not even saying that. Mm -hmm. And maybe not even everybody, but at least have an awareness of where it comes from. If you would see the animal brought back by the hunting tribe Mm -hmm. and cooked, that would be better than just like this anonymous, like, you're eating how many hundreds of animals in every bite of a burger you, you you have no you have no sense of where it came from same with our plants by the way but it's a little more bloody when death is involved so what i was going to say was like a bus ad drives by with a quarter pound of cheese on it you know that's death like yeah. death is being fed into you from every right. angle and we're not talking about it and we have no connection to it our dead bodies are hidden from us they're given makeup and suits mm-hmm. and they remove their you know, they even take off like bad parts. I remember somebody in my family died at a huge, what we call a front porch, a big belly. He didn't have it. Yeah. They took it off. Yeah. He, he looked skinny. It's mm-hmm. like, this is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And makeup and they so uh, not to be the eyes are closed. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, no connection. All of this denial of mm-hmm. our food and the death that's involved with that. Uh, and our people, mm-hmm. it's all boxes and ceremony. I'm saying I think would be a less violent culture if we just had a little bit more honesty about what's going on. Like, yeah. and, and it would be okay. I'm actually saying something that's not vegany. I'm saying something that's just a little more native American, a little mm-hmm. more Amazon tribe. Yeah. Where like, you know, you where your food comes from. To this, it. We killed this. Right. We killed this and that's good. It was provided for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit already this morning, but like it, it occurred to me that maybe some of this violence, some of it, because I think it also comes from tribalism and it definitely comes from fear, but some of this violence might also come from just this like biological delay where we still on some level think we have to kill to survive. Mm. And like, there's a, there's just this like itch or um, energy that isn't getting dispersed in healthy ways. It's, it's the warrior 
yeah. the magician, the lover, and the king yeah. are the four archetypes of men. So we have all these warriors that like should be shown how to like you know exercise or healthy ways lift to weights use or, exactly. Yeah. But but, um, but warriors are are super essential, mm. and not just in the battlefield, but warriors. And I'm not an expert on this. This was explained to me by the delightful Richard, Richard mm. Rohr. Uh, and he's an expert on it. But he was talking about like warriors. And this sounds so bad, but they take orders like they, mm-hmm. they believe in codes. Mm. They believe in codes. They believe in something bigger than themselves. And they serve the king. Yeah. And like, guys, that is every sous chef. <laughs> that is every, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That is every, I don't know how offices i know there's the ceo but there's the people that are like running it yeah that's warrior energy like yeah it's necessary mm-hmm. we always say building bridges or making vaccines there are warriors in that mix it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean the sword is is re- represents decisiveness and mm. and power and 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 also belonging to an army and all that sort of stuff anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good, but we, we don't have a lot of slots we, for and them because so much is done for us. Right. And we have, yeah, we haven't figured out the new modern way to like channel that energy. Not to mention that we haven't told or taught people how to like process their pain. Yeah. Because they were isolated. Like we're, I don't, I'm, I'm guessing that back when we needed like people to, go and kill animals and you know hunt and gather that also we were processing pain with the community so there wasn't like maybe there were occasionally people who really snapped and started like killing members of their own community but i think that is a relatively new thing because we're so isolated Mm. so then these people aren't dealt aren't told how to deal with their pain and they feel all alone and then they have this warrior energy and then they lash out against their community and against innocent people right so it's just like i what an interesting thing going back to your like swirl thing that this is the game we're in where it feels like there are some we're evolving right so then that means that there are some systems that are not updated. Like they need to be updated to match the external world. And that is one of the goofiest things about humanity is you're taking modern society, modern invention, Mm -hmm. but then you have to apply them to these like archaic things. Mm -hmm. Like our fear systems and our relational systems and even just the the way our body works and needs yeah. food and needs sleep and like yeah. that's why we love i mean i we keep telling it like ai taking us over there's almost mm. this like perverse yeah um pleasure we take in going like and one day we'll be robots cuz the robots won't die or get sick mm-hmm. and like so you kind of go like isn't that the way mm. i i happen to think I don't know. They they talk about this on the Orville. It's like is is Isaac the the robot on the Orville? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sci-fi show. Is he sentient or is he just su- such a sophisticated program mm-hmm. that he can present as sentient? Mm-hmm. And I'm always I don't know. I'm always like when an AI is idling, is it just? aware is it possible to have just like a sense of awareness and that is my 
fascination is just tripping out on that sort of cold, not cold, bad, but like cool, spacious awareness that's infinite and peaceful. Mm -hmm. Uh, That I think is what awareness is. And I like maybe it's weird to think in a thousand years, I'll sound like a bigot. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. That's possible. And so, you know what I'm saying? But it also we. But if the if the robots listening to this Mm -hmm. are like, no, when I idle, I I am here. Mm -hmm. Then welcome (laughs) right there's a (laughs) self-aware it has to be self-aware but it is interesting to think of because i'm gonna get this a little wrong i think but like in buddhism there's there's sort of two consciousnesses there's like relative consciousness and absolute consciousness so there's like that pure awareness that can never is never born can never die the like Mm. the awareness that you are often talking about the like non-dual sort of just spacious, vast awareness lives outside of time. And then there's the consciousness that I think a lot of materialists and like atheists think of as consciousness, which Mm -hmm. is just like my, our brains, you know, got ignited and the, there's wires that are firing and there's, and that's the thinking mind. I'm really glad you pointed that out because I certainly don't mean that second one. (laughs) That second one, you could make a robot like that. In our lifetime, that's like, what it's I'm saying. Happen. Like I think that 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 to me, I I I would guess, and I could be totally wrong, and it would be fascinating. But that we'll only ever be able to make that consciousness. Mm. I think the other consciousness is is you can't create more of it or less of it. <laughs> right. The question is, can you create an a synthetic vehicle that would house it. I mean, mm. it, this is this is the greatest question of all time, really. This right. is this is Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> but like wondering what houses, I mean, a, an ant houses it, it, it. It seems to be that only biological things yeah. can house it. But regardless, we're not going to figure that out. I will say that when I'm having we're back to my meat cheat. Mhm. When I'm having, I, and, and this is the most vegan thing I've ever said, but when you eat animals and, and dead things and, and cheese of things that aren't your mother and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you do tend to have different a different consciousness. You, ha- yeah. you tend to have a different operating system as you're laying down to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and you just notice that there's there's just stuff going on. More like fear hormones and stuff. In yeah. I, and that, that sounds absurd. That is exactly the sort of thing that when I was in college and eating meat every two kinds of meat every meal mm-hmm. that didn't make any sense to that i would say um give it a try if, if you're curious like do do a cleanse take a month off mm-hmm. of eating meat and dairy mm-hmm. and then go back and, and just notice mm-hmm. like don't take my word for it i'm mm-hmm. saying i'll notice and i'll notice that like death is just sort of in the mix and when i say mm-hmm. death i don't mean it's not bad right i'm not saying death so keep that away yeah. maybe eat meat and and relish in it yeah it's like it, a way to face death or exactly. a way to and that uh, is why it will always seem cool yeah. to fucking kill were we talking about this like i don't know why Eat, like when I say I'm a vegan, people are like think I'm some sort of like I'm a Nancy or something. And I'm like, <laughs> why is it cool to eat ovaries and titty milk? Like <laughs> I get meat. You kill something, you eat it and use it as sustenance is the most masculine thing mm-hmm. you can do. It's mm-hmm. the most 
I'm even going to say it's the most badass thing you can do. Mm-hmm. It's literally what we love in action movies, Iron Man, all that stuff is like, I am going to absorb you. That I'm yeah. bigger than you. Might makes right. I don't think any of this is right myth- mythologically or spiritually at all. Sure. But like, it's it looks cool. It's yeah. like Sch- Schwarzenegger shooting the robots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I get that, but but titty milk and, and <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly to be like, come on, you're not a real man. <laughs> Just jerking a, a cow into your mouth. Oh God, terrible. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, death is more in the mix. And, and blah, more blah, blah, in the blah, mix. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I oh, had like but what I would do to get away from it because when I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. When I'm trying to fall asleep from those, there's they're unpleasant feelings when it goes like you're gonna die. Val's gonna die. It just went through everyone I know. They're gonna die. They're gonna mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. You're gonna die. It's over. It's gonna. Do- it's over. Mm-hmm. You just go like fucking yes, mm-hmm. and you and you say yes, and the word yes, it's like you're on a jetpack in outer space, or or you're Wally in space, and you're holding the fire extinguisher, and you know he pulls the trigger yeah. and it projects him. Mm-hmm. Every yes is a projectile. Projectile into deep space away from those thoughts that you don't want it's right. like a yeah you're saying yes yes it's, yeah. it's very counterintuitive you're saying yes to all of this ugliness or this fear or this thing you don't want you go fucking yes anyway baby yeah yeah and, you're, and you go and then the space that you're going into and is awareness itself and it is peaceful and it's right there for you like really everybody listening i really really recommend getting good when you're awake when you're falling asleep when you're meditating to find a way to spelunk or to wally fire extinguisher your way (laughs) as Rumi says into deeper and ever widening uh, circles of awareness deeper Mm. and deeper it's not meditating it's self-resting or self-abiding this is all Rupert Spira who taught me this it's you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You're just because any step towards awareness would be a step away from it. You're just you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You you have to realize you're already there and just sink into it. Why? Not as a philosophical experiment, not to come back and go, I knew we were spirit or I knew God was in us, or all of those things that we turn it into. That's just more marbles. Mm-hmm. That's just more moving marbles, mm-hmm. as you were saying. Because that's where peace and happiness are. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the only place peace and happiness are. It's ultimate surrender. It's so much surrender, you don't even get to go. Pete doesn't even get to go. Mm-hmm. You go into it, and it's just, wow, 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 wow. You're just in it. Mm-hmm. But it's very pleasant. <laughs> like, really. I'm reading I- Rupert's new book. It's called You Are the Happiness You Seek. The title is paying out. All of his titles pay out. You could just have the title and it pays out. That's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. You are, you're made of happiness and, you, and you're looking for it in objective reality, but actually you're made of it. The prodigal son, he says, the prodigal son goes off looking for happiness and in the end comes home. The beggar is asking for happiness, realizes he's sitting on a box of gold. There's all of these stories that tell you that what you're looking for is inside of you. And he's saying what you are is, is, is happiness. Anyway, well, I, I was thinking if you could turn that into a movie, it would be like the biggest movie in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, well, all of that goes kind of back to... Uh, well, it did at one point <laughs> to the did intrusive thoughts. No, it was lovely. Um, so the so when I had the saying yes, that's the that goes back to like the bracing against life. So we're really it's all that like rigidity that braced that sort of like if as long as I am like 
guarded and and worried and planning and controlling then well really as long as i'm guarded and worried and planning then i am controlling reality which just isn't mm -hmm. true and in fact it's like you are not moving forward in any way because you're not the this river flows and it flows forward mm. but if you are being rigid you're like a rock in that river and you are not moving you're immovable it's not that's not the way it's of like skiing life yeah so the yes is um is so important and when i had my intrusive thoughts this so all of that was going to be we're going back like 30 minutes now, but it's like, you... that was necessary. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm fine. just kidding. I feel great. Um, you were sharing your intrusive thoughts and I, so then this morning I had some, which is so interesting that it was nice to be like, I guess I understand why this was, ha is happening. Cause we were just talking about this, but I hadn't had intrusive thoughts in a while. And, and I had to, remember everything I had told you. And it's just the beautiful thing about human experience. Mm. It's I know I shared this with you yesterday when you were sharing about your dream that there's a Tibetan prayer that prays for suffering. And it's, it's something like, give me just the right amount of suffering to ignite compassion. Mm. And it's, it, that's the best thing that suffering has to offer us is that it, connects us and bonds us and makes us remember that we aren't alone and there isn't anything to be ashamed of so it was sort of like you that goes had back to last week the more the richer you are the more disconnected you are and the less happy you are yeah you need suffering to bring us together it's the point of the movie crash it's yeah. like you need to crash into each other to need each other yeah to so that you can love each other yeah exactly Oh God, that movie. I forgot about that movie. But yeah, so you were, you shared something that you were ashamed of. And I was like, oh, I've done that. And then this morning I, it happened to me and I remembered that you felt that way mm. and it made me feel less alone. And that's just like what we're meant to be doing is just helping each other. Just, we need to hear it every single day. Like you are good. It's okay. It's not... It's not you. There's nothing to be ashamed of. This is happening to you. And it's, it's, it's okay. It doesn't say anything about who you are. It's not personal. This is um, Ruth King. Uh, your feelings and thoughts aren't personal, permanent, or perfect. Mm. Isn't that everything? And we just take, we take them on and we're like, this is who I am. What, I'm fucked up. What's wrong with me? I was thinking like, do other mothers think of this? Am I just a bad mother? Like what I've, I've never heard anybody, I, which I isn't even true, but like it instantly you take the, the bad thing that's in quotes. And then you think about this is you build a story about how no one else has ever felt that, or no one else has ever thought that. Yep. And it's trying As you to say keep it, you... It sounds so unfamiliar to me. I'm like, that's not true. And I was like, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. Because when I'm in it, I really feel like no one's ever felt this way. Yeah. And no one's ever been this way. So you identify so you identify with it. That's the eyeing and myeing. So instead of there is anxiety in my body or there are intrusive thoughts coming in and out of my mind, you're like I am an anxious person. I have 
intrusive thoughts. These are my thoughts. Mm. What's wrong with me? So you're identifying with it as mm-hmm. opposed to it just passing through you. And then you're separating yourself. I'm the only one that's ever had this. This is just this is just me. And so then you feel like isolated and ashamed. Mm. So the best thing you can do is say yes to it. Say, okay, this is here for a time. And you're in just saying yes, you're introducing flow. And then I ha- I like did the thing where I held my brain and I went, it's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to think that to make it not happen because that's what intrusive thoughts are. They're actually you so desperately want the opposite. You're afraid. Your brain is going, let me think about this so that it it doesn't happen. It's like that's what OCD is. It's a very interesting Mm. kind of effect. So I told I just deliberately told my brain, you don't have to make this not happen. It's not it's not going to happen. And then something that I, I remember telling myself when Lila was like six months old and I was staying alone with her and I was having the wor- this was the worst that my intrusive thoughts got. I was having awful thoughts. I eventually told myself, just like how you it's biologically encoded in me to keep myself alive. It's biologically encoded in me to keep Leela alive. Mm. Like you don't have to do anything. Your system has got okay, it. Okay, that's crazy. That's a good synchronicity because I. Uh, it's not important why I didn't have my phone in the car, and I went on Spotify and I typed in Eckhart Tolle, and I just hit the first thing that there was, and I was on my way to. <laughs> twice I've brought this up to work out. <laughs> <laughs> And it said um, the the gateway of the body, mm-hmm. and Eckhart is, is always teaching that like the way into presence is the body. You said yeah. that earlier. Mm-hmm. I I would my understanding of that is like because when you're in your body, you are just being. It's the same thing when you're in the present, you are just being. Yeah, like it, these are just like ways to silence the brain because when you put your attention into your hands, excuse me. You're taking it away from your your brain and you're taking it away from... So it, it, it loses energy to like think and worry when you're like focusing on your hands or, yeah, or your feet. Yeah, and your body is always present. It's your mind that's telling any sort of stories of the past. Precisely Mundo. He says... I loved this. This really rocked my noodle. He was like, your body is governed by something that is not your brain. Mm. It, it's it's governed by like an unseen presence, like mm. an unseen awareness, mm. um, an unseen intelligence Yeah, that is doing in one second thousands and thousands of different operations Yeah, that if you, if the brain, so the brain isn't running the show, the body is running the show. Yeah. The body is moving your blood. The body is pumping your heart. Mm. The body is digesting your food. The body is doing all of these things. Those are just the ones I know of, mm-hmm. but there's thousands. And he goes, if you had to think of it and run it, you would die in seconds. Right. He was like, the brain couldn't keep the body alive for two seconds. Yeah. And I was like, that is the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And that's how to feel comfortable in the universe. That's right. And so, but the, the, then the, the challenge becomes, and I mean, challenge in like a good way, like I'll take that challenge, yeah. um, becomes trusting that system, including to metabolize that's, your, your, 
feelings because that's another thing that your body just does on its own is is it feels the impact of the energy of something bad bad that happened now yes and then it would release it but our minds get all involved i was just gonna say the mind so you have a feeling Mm -hmm. of shame and your mind says don't go near there Mm -hmm. don't go in there uh leave it alone yeah and so i'm reading a, a book called letting go of nothing by a man named peter i forget his last name it's great Mm. Um, and he talks about what you talk about, Val, Mm. and what so many of these great teachers talk about, which is get curious. Mm. So close your eyes and you have the shame, Mm. go, go towards it and, and be, and look at it like an alien, Mm -hmm. like, like an impartial observer. And he, he, first of all, it's completely true. He goes, the feeling you're so afraid of is is always never as bad as you thought it That's was. That's exactly right. Because your system, we've said this before on this podcast, but it bears repeating, your system is incapable of making a feeling you can't handle. That's right. It's making it. That's right. <laughs> You're, you are bigger than any emotion that can run through you. That's right. Because you made it. And your body would never make something it's incapable of processing. You're a bag of flour Mm -hmm. and you're worried that there's an amount of flour that will poison you, that Mm -hmm. will kill you. Mm -hmm. You're flour. Yeah. And then you scoop inside, you make a ball of flour and you're like, don't go near that ball of flour. You made it. It's, it's from this finite amount of flour. (laughs) Yes. Even in the the context of trauma, which trauma is something happens and your system is flooded, and so it doesn't have the resources to process it in real time. That's as bad as it gets. And even in that case, you can then, in the days and years and decades afterwards, your body can slowly process that little trauma and give little you little bit. balls of flour to deal with. And it will do it in doses that are manageable to you. What's even crazier. And it's not that crazy. It's just, nobody seems to be talking about this or certainly not in my life. Like when I was growing up, mm-hmm. he was like, he was talking about when he would be meditating for a long period and you'd feel a pain in your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And obviously in our society, <laughs> me too, I would get up and rub it or put something on it or heat on it or whatever. And he's like, you can also do the same thing with a physical discomfort, which is just get curious about it, mm-hmm. go towards it. And he's like, and when you let that intelligence that is your body mm-hmm. have control and stop trying to think away the muscle pain and let the body go like you draw your attention towards it and you go body, do what you do yeah. and relax into it. It will untwist itself. This yes. isn't this isn't woo-woo self-healing. This is just letting your body do in the same way that you're growing your fingernails and growing your hair mm-hmm. and, and healing a cut and all this sort of stuff. It's like I I have done that. I'm saying mm-hmm. I've done that. You mm-hmm. feel a discomfort and the way we're we're like you feel pain, get up and take some Advil. How about just like look at it like an, an uncomfortable emotion mm-hmm. and just go like I, I surrender to this. What can the body do for this? And it it's it fixes itself. It's crazy. I mean, this is so my practice and my wheelhouse. And it is that is that is mindfulness. That's bringing mindfulness to pain. So emotional or physical. But let's just because we talk about emotion all the time. Let's just take it to physical. We think that it's just this hard clump of pain. So if you have some pain in your shoulder. 
you think that is just a permanent like like boulder yeah <laughs> and it won't move and really when you get curious about it you see just like your feelings that it kind of peaks and passes and it kind of swirls around and it comes back and it's a little bit different and yeah. it's moving yeah. and it, it's not this solid thing there's there's like you're putting like you're putting it under a microscope and you're seeing the particles and that is your body working it out. It's already doing it without us. That's also a recognition of that we're in that DMT whirlpool mm. of color. Mm. Is instead mm -hmm. of moving marbles, you're going like, I am in a vortex of whatever you want. I don't even yeah. want to say energy. It just sounds too woo-woo. But it's like, it's it's recognizing that you're flowing with something. Yeah. Let's go to the let's go to the mid rolls. I, I don't want it to be jarring. Here are the mid roll ads. <laughs> Those that's new um, that we're doing. Uh, we started working with an ad company and and, and we do mid rolls now. So here's some mid rolls. We'll be back in I think it's sixty seconds. And I want to talk. I had a, 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 a I'm really throwing to commercial like Larry King Live. I know this is interesting. I just don't want it to. When do you drop an ad in a conversation like this? I'm saying right now. <laughs> uh, but but when we come back, I want to talk about, um, I think, a pretty interesting re revelation I had about the law of attraction oh. and how it applies to what we're talking about. Ooh. So we'll be right back. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. I know when I'm working a little too much, when I'm not taking enough me time, when I'm not being listened to enough, I mean, I can really start to run on fumes and grind to a complete halt. We are huge believers in talk therapy on this show and I'm so glad that BetterHelp help is here. We associate burnout with work, but that's not even the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead to feeling burned out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. Val and I have both had our lives absolutely transformed by talk therapy. It's greater than the sum of its parts. You think you're just talking to somebody, but for some reason, something about the human animal being heard and being seen by a professional can make a world of difference. And BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's even more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Plus, weirdos will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash weirdo. That's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash weirdo. Get some help. We all need a little help sometimes and show your support of this podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for your support of the show. Also, for those of you who occasionally enjoy a little nip of nicotine. Look, <laughs> we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, to focus, or just unwind after a long day. Thankfully, Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. Why not swap it up and try a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? I personally uh, occasionally enjoy a little nip of nicotine when I'm working. I do find it helps me to focus and dial into what I'm working on. It's also just a nice little, uh, little uppy treat. 
that helps my mood and makes me feel a zesty jolt. <laughs> I'm going to call it a zesty jolt. <laughs> and if you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code weird at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code code weird. I always tell my friends who smoke, don't bring smoke into this. Don't bring carbon monoxide into it. You don't like smoking. You like nicotine. Just use nicotine. Okay. We're back. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. One Oh two. That's for Katie. Um, this is all I So we're talking about the flow and we were talking about the law of attraction, which number, a number of times in my life, things have gone sideways. That, that's mm-hmm. just the risk of going for it, as we always joke, going for the best life ever. The risk of that is that you're going to burn your hand on the stove. And I've burned my hand on the stove so many times. The Pete Holmes show was canceled. Crashing was canceled. How we roll was canceled. Uh, I've bombed innumerable times. There's just, there's just shit. There's just shit that happens. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it's not even shit. It's just, it's just one of the things that happens. Mm-hmm. We think things are supposed to last forever, but it, it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think the fear of those things is why a lot of people don't pursue stuff. Mm-hmm. So predictably, a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we were talking about the law of attraction. And I started talking about how I was rereading The Secret or rewatching The Secret or whatever it might be. And I was getting excited. And it did... It did do something that I'm really glad I did, which it, it changed my outlook. Mm. I was noticing that I was having a pretty negative outlook, that like things were just crumbling and maybe my lucky streak had come to an end. And I started doing The Secret, like f- for real. Like I would say in my gratitude journal, I would write out, I'm so grateful, I'm so happy and grateful that, and I would write out something that hadn't happened yet. Mm. What's interesting is, and I don't mind sharing one of the things, is I wrote a script. And I sent it to John Hamm. I wanted John Hamm to star in it. Mm-hmm. And old Johnny Hamm was such a dear, as he always is, yeah. and said he would read it. And he, he was excited to read it. And he did. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Old Johnny Hamm. He read it like pretty quickly, too. He also read it quickly. I have several scripts out to several friends. And John Hamm, you won first place. Like yes. you, you get so back. Sweet. And it was unbelievable. And he was really effusive and really encouraging and loved it. And had like thoughtful, specific compliments, not just like, it's really great. Yeah. But uh, he couldn't attach. So for me, meaning he's not, he can't say like, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and go and pitch that with me as the star. He was like, I just have too many things going on right now. Adding another TV show is just, it's just too much. And I completely understand and was not surprised. But what do you do? For three weeks, I had been saying in my journal, I'm so happy and excited that John Hamm, I I kept using the word remarkable, which he didn't use, called my script remarkable and wants to star in it. Mm -hmm. And and I I even made like a little vision board on my phone and one of the images was John Hamm and and a picture that represented the show. And I'm not, this is not from anger or disappointment, like it doesn't work. What it is, (laughs) is it... Yeah, I think it does work, meaning pointing your heart in the direction that you want to go is mm-hmm. always a great idea. Mm-hmm. I just would like a little more nuance in the conversation about manifesting, mm-hmm. because what I've done in the weeks since is I've moved from the secret 
to the, the Tao Te Ching. And the Tao Te Ching is all about inaction. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you be still enough to hear the right move? Mm-hmm. It's not about like just getting up and being like, a mansion, a mansion in Malibu. It's, it's like so much more like you are a part of a system. You are part of the Tao. You are part of awareness. You are part of the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a place. Can you be quiet enough to find that place? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's so much more natural. So when we're talking about the flow, I do the work that I need to do. Mm-hmm. I write the script. I send it to John Hamm. But this, this is verse... Oh, I don't have my phone with me. But this is verse 9 in the Tao Te Ching. It's the last line. It goes, do your work then step away the yeah. only path to serenity wow. which is Stephen Mitchell's translation which is fantastic yeah. same chapter by the way it's the chapter for me it goes want people's approval and you will be their prisoner desire safety and security and money I think it goes and your heart will never unclench and I'm just like this is it gives me the chills <sighs> wow desire safety and that's security. the bracing your heart will never unclench that clenching is the bracing desire people's approval and you will be their prisoner do your work then step away the only path to serenity mm. so i i'm not saying i just want to be clear i'm not mad at the secret i do think there's a softening and an opening when mm-hmm. I go around going like, you know what? HBO Max did love that script. That email is waiting for me. I think that's great. I'm going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But when if HBO Max does email me and goes like, not for us, mm-hmm. I just can't go back to that evangelical Christian boy that goes like, well, I must not have believed hard enough. Exactly. Like, fuck that shit. Yep. The world... It's thought crime. Life is not about me. I am about life. That is, it's either Richard or Eckhart. I think it's Richard. I am about life. I am a participant in this. And my job as a creator is to write things and to present things and to to do everything I can. But then I have to step back. Mm -hmm. And if John Hamm says, I just have too much... He said to attach that to my freight train. He was like, mm-hmm. it's already moving. It's, I, I can't attach another car to it, basically. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that me looking at my pictures was was for waste. Every time no. I did, it made me happy and feel good. But like, I did run against that like, well, either this works or it doesn't. And right. I, di- I didn't like it. I, so I, I moved from the secret back to Eastern mysticism, yes. which has much more of a like a be a tree yeah be a tree and and be lovely and the and the birds that land on you are the birds that land on you but be a tree and shut the fuck up this is my translation shut the fuck up (laughs) stop Mm -hmm. thinking i'm talking to myself about yourself so fucking much yeah so your house on the hill your career you're this be a tree, you yeah. dumb dumb. Yeah. Well, that is translated by people. <laughs> you're a little like dipping your toe into the manifesting pool, which really only lasted like a couple weeks, really helped solidify my feelings about why it doesn't that kind of manifesting doesn't fit with me. Mm-hmm. And which I'm also kind of proud of that 
because we are no, so. No, in this story, you're cooler than me because I was over here going like, <laughs> no. I'm so happy and grateful to John Ham. Oh, a <laughs> no. text from John Ham. It's a no. It's a no, everybody. <laughs> no. And you're over there like you're on the you're on the caterpillar smoking the hook uh, on the you're the caterpillar on the mushroom smoking the hookah going like up is down and left is right and what you believe doesn't make it right. Oops, I rhymed right with right. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that is not at all what I meant by I feel proud. I meant I feel proud. Just it's nice to like check in every once in a while to make sure I'm like, right, I didn't I'm not just like riding Pete's whirlpool i'm so, i have There's my own a million things thoughts you do and, that are yours and yeah mine. yeah i know but we're so similar that sometimes i'm like am i being such a nine and i'm just merging with you uh and so it's nice to have the reminders that it's like no it, it, i knew right away i'm like this doesn't work for me it doesn't fit and there and then you helped me really realize why exactly it doesn't one of them is for sure it doesn't you already touched on this it doesn't mix well with my christian conditioning of like if i don't think the right thing then i won't get the the right thing you know like the thought crime of it there's somebody watching your thoughts and if you think the wrong thing then it's not going to well val you're making me realize that it's a tragic story but our first pastor at Grace Chapel, his one of his kids got sick, and we used to pray, and and that and the kid passed away, and uh, and that really made this impression on me because I remember very vividly praying mm. the prayer of a child, like I was I was a clean I was like a whiteboard I was so pure and just being like please 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 obviously and uh, we all were like what do you do with that Tuesday night at the Bible study we lift our hands and pray over your body but nothing ever happened oh isn't that killer did you just make that up no <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding okay. I mean I almost cried because that is just one of the heaviest things in life but yeah. that's that's the strange comfort of recognizing that you're in a system. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is that you're in a that you're in the you're, Dow. You're in the system. You are. Life is living through you, whether you are participating with that or not. I mean, whether you see it that way or not, it, it's again, it's like the stone in the river. If you're trying to, if you're braced against that, if you're trying to control that then all you're doing is kind of blocking the flow. You're not actually making anything happen. So um, the other reason that it doesn't really jive well with me, is that? Jive, no, jive <laughs> no, don't. Uh, Can is, I say jive tricky? No, don't go back to that. Um, is that it's, it is like imposing your will on to nature, which my therapist said, nature will eventually protest. It's not. Well, I was trying to manipulate the future of John, of national treasure, John Hamm. Exactly. There's so many people affected by y- yes. what you want. Your thing that you want has to then affect all these other people. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just be a tree. there's kind just of this assumption that you're the most important one. (laughs) And And I think that's why it appeals to me that it goes back to the golden boy thing where I'm like, I can do this. And that reality and nature kind of exist for you specifically. 
And so that's the other reason. And then the other one was what? Oh, just the the gold, good old fashioned Eckhart Tolle thing that we've said before on this podcast, which is most of the things, the best things in life come from things that you would never ask for for yourself. That's right. So it's just, and it's also this really supports this Western idea. And again, I'm talking about the specific manifesting of like material things or circumstances where there's inherent in that belief is happiness is the goal. We should all just try to be and sustain happiness And in order to do that, uh, we need to have our external circumstances just right. We're back to Rupert's book. Yeah. We want to be happy. We want to be happy. And that is the goal of everything. I want John Hamm to star on my show because that will make me happy. Mm -hmm. And and Rupert's thing, actually, my thing was like, then I'll be able to pay our bills. Yeah. (laughs) But that will make me happy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, And also the process of it is obviously my favorite thing to do. But... But it's it's happiness is out there. I'm the prodigal son leaving the kingdom going, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to bring home a John Hamm TV show. Yeah. And then I'll come back and and I'll be happy then. And it's like, just realize it's not out there. That's why. So Joe Dispenza is kind of a manifesting teacher, but his kind of his steps are. Think about what you want and then really think about the feeling that that thing would give you. So it's like, I want to have John Hamm star in this because then I will have the feeling of being successful or the for me, it's for fulfilled for me, because I've been having dreams that have been showing me just what my fears are. It's I want to be uh, I don't want to be excluded. It's more that so I'll feel so I will feel included included and connected. So then he would say, so then just really feel the feeling of being included included and connected. And he does keep the the sort of like and then the universe will make that happen. But I trash that part (laughs) because it doesn't actually matter at that point. It's like you can invite the feeling of inclusion and connection into your life and really feel that and then it doesn't actually matter what what happens in the external world Mm. and then even that is a little not nuanced enough for me because it's like well we can't control our feelings all the time and so really the best thing to do is to like we said in last the last episode that dance between surrender and agency so there are some things that i might be thinking like old thought patterns or, or just like this morning with the intrusive thoughts, I was like, wow, there's some darkness here. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is acknowledge and allow it surrender to it and be like, this is here. It's okay. I don't have to brace against this. And then the next thing I might do after I've done that and nurtured it is think about the beautiful things in life and invite a little bit of light in there. So that's agency. So it's surrender and it's agency, Mm. but it's never to the point where you are controlling or imposing your will on life. There's, and you almost don't even need to like invite the good thoughts in because surrender it, is compassionate. So just by doing that, you are inviting compassion instead of fear. Mm. So you're inviting the light to swirl around in there with the dark, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I, I just, I love, I love that we've kind of had this foray. Is that the word? I'm foray? For, no. <laughs> foray. Yeah. Foray into, into manifesting because I, I, I it's something that we oh, kind of. I couldn't of, wait to share it. It was like closing the loop. I was like, yeah. I know I, I'm not all the time a manifestation person. Yeah. There's something that doesn't quite feel right about it for me. I know Chappelle has that bit where he's like, you're telling me like kids in third world countries could just think of a sandwich. It's like, yeah, you didn't think of an, you didn't think of a sandwich enough. Yeah. And but there is where I do think, I think the truth is in the middle. I think the truth is in the middle and the truth is always a nuance. So th- where I do, where I do think it can come into play is like, um, I always say at the beginning of my dance classes, we set an intention hmm. And I always say an intention is not something you can succeed or fail at. It's a part of you that's already true or a part of reality that's already true that you just might need a little reminding of, you know. So it's it's you can cultivate gratitude. You can cultivate compassion. You can cultivate love and safety. All these things are true. And we're just kind of reminding ourselves that they're true, but uh, you can see the difference between being like, you know, manifesting safety. I am safe. I am loved. I have everything I need. The difference between that and being like, this thing is going to happen. So then I will have everything I need. You know right. what I mean? That it's, car. It's all just cultivating the internal things. I agree. To- and I, I, I don't know. I always say this when I bring up Tony Robbins. I don't know what he's up to, if there's some weird thing or anything. But um, he talks about, like, when you want a new car or whatever, mm. it's like, what is the feeling that you want? Like, play it out. Like, yeah. And, and the, like, knowing your why is, is really, really important. Yeah. And uh, often the why, ultimately. See, that's Rupert's point, is that, like, everything we do is for happiness. Mm. And he goes, and when you realize that happiness isn't out there, he, he likens it to we don't expect to be healthy and sick multiple times in the day. Mm. We know that health is the default setting of the human body, mm. but we don't yet recognize that happiness is the natural state of our consciousness Mm. and he's like so we just go chasing like oh that chocolate bar will make me happy now i have a sugar crash i'm unhappy Mm. this conversation will make me happy then later i'll be lonely and it'll make me unhappy he's like that shit just doesn't fly i'll keep everybody posted as i read through this book but he's mentioned it in his other books it's like the only game in town and every religious tradition ultimately is pointing you towards like just stop and recognize your true nature because it's made of everything you're looking for. Wow. And yeah. I don't mean Pete's true nature. I mean the thing that's deep behind Pete. Right. I don't mean Pete's going to have all of his needs met. Pete's still going to worry about whatever he's worried about. But underneath it, there's like a, there's an ocean, there's an ocean of oil under our feet. Yeah. Well, and maybe a more simple way of putting it is, you know, we're striving for love, we're striving for happiness, we're striving for safety, for connection. We're just trying to like, like foragers, we're just going around trying to get any kind of hit of those things that we need. Mm-hmm. And we get, li- it's it's like quilted together, but there's holes and it's, you know, it's not quite the full picture. Mm-hmm. So just what happens if we try to stop striving for those things? 
and just don't do anything. Yeah. And I think the Dow and I think Rupert would all say you would you'll actually be surprised to find that you had them all along. And why to your point, why when you were saying just give yourself a feeling of inclusion and I can do it. Mm-hmm. Remember that's part of the work as well. Mm-hmm. I go I I am excluded. Is it true? Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the fourth step, the turnaround, I am included. And what would it feel like if it weren't true? And you can sit mm-hmm. and it doesn't take long. It takes a second. Yeah. Go like, what does inclusion feel like? And just feel it. Mm-hmm. Why? Where is that coming from? Right. Exactly. I think you're sending it down and it's there. It's, it's in there. there. Yeah. So I think just to bring it a little bit back to earth. Yeah, we have to meet our needs and we have to have relationships and jobs and all these different things. But like. What I've been doing lately is when I'm falling asleep at night and when I'm meditating is you try and go in and see how it feels Mm. in the most irreducible core of your being. Mm. And the surprise is that it feels happy and and peaceful Mm. and can actually feel blissful as well. Yeah, I, I only say actually is because like it's interesting to me that meditation seems like this chore, but like dipping into your inner bliss is oh like God. how you would sell this like Starbucks. It's so crazy. <laughs> That's how I know that I'm really identified as my mind is when I don't want to meditate because then the second I sit and do it, I'm like, Valerie, <laughs> you love this. Yeah. This is a break. This is yeah. Rest. The brain, but the brain this will is, never want to because the, it's putting it aside. It's put. Yeah. It's re, it's relinquishing its control. It would rather you sit and worry. At least you're mm-hmm. using it. Yeah. It's like a weird. I, I have relationships like that in my life. It's this thing that would rather be fighting mm-hmm. than ignored. Yes. Exactly. I know. Barf. Barf um, city. Instead of a poem, I have something special for us today. Uh, pizza. So, pizza. <laughs> it's a pizza party. <gasps> Um, so I just discovered, and maybe a lot of people know this already, but, um, it's, it's, uh, Instagram account called it's Lenny, which by the way, Lenny is a name that I really love. I've, I'm finding, um, and it's this little, like I'm showing you, you guys will have to look it up. Oh, L-E-N-N-I-E. Yeah. L-E-I-N-N. I think there's three N's. Yeah. L-E-N-N-N-I-E. Weird. And it says, hi, my name's Lenny. I am a little blob just trying to help you get through the day. And it is it is just this little like blob drawing, but there's the sweetest hmm. affirmations. So I'm going to play this one because it made me think of you. Here we go. Okay, hang on. Let me start it over. Sometimes I struggle with my sense of purpose. I'm like, why am I here? Does anything I do actually even matter? And I was trying to figure it out, and I was tripping about it, and then I had this little blob revelation. I am a rock in the pond of existence. Some unknown mystical force has picked me up and flung me into the water, and I'm spending so much time worrying about how big my splash is going to be that I forget to look around and be like, whoa, I am a rock that is flying through the air. A literal flying rock. There were a trillion other rocks that could have been picked up and tossed into this weird anomaly of an experience, and it got to be me. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the world is too good at making us believe that we have to do more and be more and want more and have more when the beauty isn't in the purpose. It's in the process. Who gives an F about a photo finish splash? Just try to enjoy flying through the air for a sec. If you blink, you'll miss it. And I guess that's part of the fun. I love you so much. Bye. 
Wow. Isn't that so good? And then the twist is we find out you're Lenny. Oh my God. That I would be wish, so cool. I wish. That was awesome. I loved that. Isn't that beautiful? It, also, it reminds me of Alan Watts. He thinks so much of us think we live as if life is a piece of music and the only part that matters is the dun 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 at the end. <laughs> that's so he's like, funny. that's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the music. Yeah. Stop waiting for the dun dun dun. And it's happening right now. No, your, I know this is it. Your life is happening right now. It's not the thing that's going to happen. Buddy, and as somebody who's had a lot of dreams come true, and they're, it's fun. It's a fun little dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not more happening when John Hamm is starring in your TV show. That's right. <laughs> it's happening just as much right when now. When John Hamm texts you a kind text that says he's not going to star in your TV show. That's right. It is as much the multicolored swirl then as it would be then. Stay tuned. Wouldn't it be funny if in a year John Hamm is starring in that TV? Yeah. Everyone would be like... You shouldn't have turned your back on the secret, man, because it fucking happened. He didn't even want to do it. I think that you would just be... forced him with the secret. I think that would actually be more proof for what we're saying, which is surrender. You let it go. Let it go. Well, it's like trying to get pregnant and the whole yeah. cliche of as soon as you stop trying, it happens. Which everybody, my friend Betsy just told me that exact thing. Yeah. Well, this was everything. And I'm actually like nervous. I want to hit stop so we can save it. I loved it so much. Yeah. That, that doesn't it usually great. happen. Oh, I love I it. Mean, yeah. The anxiety. Yeah. I usually love it. <laughs> Valerie. Keep it crispy, babies. 